following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. Rockstars they are and God bless them for that. The show is moving in another direction. Name something you see in a ski lodge. Skis. I said, so uh, Harry, did you hear? Uh, Mom is going to start skiing. And he said, oh, that'll be great. I'm so excited. And then Regina says, is it slippery? Looks like someone took the slow train from Philly. Now, I don't understand that banter at all. Perfectly ordinary banter, Squiffy. The skeleton took a shower. I gotta tell you, my weirdo meter is at 11. Now get me, Savior! Rush looking, throwing end zone. It's caught by Gallup. Touchdown, Dallas. Third and nine. Wentz in trouble. He is sacked. Dante Fowler got there. Ball may have come loose, but it looks like Washington still has it in fourth down. Wentz going for the end zone. It is incomplete. I'm not angry. Just give me the ball. You son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, dirt from Beer League always makes me laugh when we got to play that. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. And, you know, after that day in Dallas, maybe the best thing is that the Capitals open up the regular season in about 10 days against the Boston Bruins. There was nothing about that game in Dallas that was redeemable. I mean, nothing at all. We're going to hear from Carson Wentz, and we're going to hear from Ron Rivera both after the game, and then if you've heard about it, he started dropping some F-bombs Monday in his meeting with reporters. But there is absolutely no way to sugarcoat that thing, man. That was bad. And you got to put the blame squarely on Rivera, his front office, and his coaching staff. They're not making any adjustments on the field. And off the field, they've made some personnel decisions that are just downright baffling. And nowhere was that more evident than on the offensive line on Sunday afternoon because the Cowboys' defense just ate the offense for lunch. And the PFF grades are out. And Whaley, you hear some of these grades, too. I mean, it's downright awful. So at the end of the game, it wound up being Sadiq Charles and Andrew Norwell that were your guards out there. Uh, that's because uh, Trey Turner was even more abysmal than the two of them. So I know a lot of you have, you know, subscribed to PFF.com. They're the company that pro football focus that grades out every single solitary player and every single solitary game every week. And it, it's really cool because you can go in and you can kind of categorize stuff. You can filter stuff out. So, well, Trey Turner finished with an overall uh, pass blocking grade of 27.2. He was replaced by Sadiq Charles, who did a little bit better. You know what Sadiq's grade was? 33.6. Uh-huh. And oh, by the way, this is on a scale of 100. It's like taking a test. So you get an F plus for Sadiq. No, actually, it's an F minus for Sadiq there. Andrew Norwell wasn't a whole hell of a lot better. He had a pass blocking grade of uh, 63. 
I say this and jump to it only because we all know that uh, we all know what the problem was against the Cowboys. And that was the interior rush that wasn't, it was giving Carson Wentz no time to throw. Now, he's not blameless in this either. Uh, but Norwell and Charles were god-awful. And I know that Chase Rouye is out for the year. I understand that Wes Schweitzer is on injured reserve now. Um, but you got to be able to do better than that. And maybe if you hadn't let both Brandon Sheriff and Eric Flowers go, you would have been able to do better. Uh, and again, that's at the feet of Rivera and, and his coaches. Because what does Rivera do? Rivera runs the front office as well. These are his guys that are out there. I get that you probably figured Brandon Sheriff wasn't coming back. He was going to ask for a lot of money. And I understand not wanting to spend that much money on a guard. Although you got to spend it somewhere and the commanders aren't, which is a whole other thing that we'll talk about another time because we've got to go over these god-awful numbers right now. And I get that you're on your third center of the year, but Nick Martin, who you signed off the street two weeks ago, uh, he was ranked as the 29th best center out of 32 this week. He had a grade, an overall PFF grade of 44.6. Those guards that I was telling you about, Sadiq Charles and Andrew Norwell, uh, yeah, they ranked out of, I think it was 90-some-odd, uh, no, I'm sorry, 71 offensive guards played snaps this week. 71. Trey Turner, when he was yanked, was ranked 65th. Sadiq Charles, not much better. 63. And... Andrew Norwell, well, he ranked 42. All three of the guys that played guard were in the bottom third of the league this week. And lest you think that, you know, Sadiq Charles, well, it, it was just a one-off uh, in the little time that he saw in, in, in week one, didn't play too well either. And uh, didn't play that well last year. Uh, a grade of 62 for Charles, that's about average. That is about average. The best game he had last year was when he played right tackle against Denver. And he had a uh, an overall grade of 78.4. Uh, we could get into the coaching. I don't know why we would want to, but... You know, there were no adjustments made. The running game seemed to be going well. They were down 12 to 7 at one point, and all of a sudden they start they decide to start chucking the ball. And that's after seeing Carson Wentz run for his life. Uh, but you can't give Carson Wentz a pass on on last week either, on the Dallas game either. Um, one of the things that would stand out to you if you looked at Carson Wentz was the fact uh, that the time he had to throw. And it wasn't good. It was not good at all. Now, Wentz had some of the uh, least amount of time 
of any quarterback that played Sunday to throw the ball. But he wasn't at the bottom. In fact, there was one quarterback that had even less time to throw than Wentz did. And that was Aaron Rodgers, according to PFF. Worked out okay for him. So, bottom line is Carson Wentz has got to raise his game. This offensive line is not playing well right now. And because of the moves that Rivera and the Martys made in the offseason, may not have a chance to play well all year. Well, Carson's got to make them look good. He was the number two pick in the draft back in 2016. That's what number two picks in the draft are supposed to do. Period. The end. He's got to raise his game. I don't know how he's got to raise his game. I don't know what he's got to do, but he's got to figure it out. Plenty of other people have. Aaron Rodgers figures it out when he has guys that are missing on the offensive line. Tom Brady does it when he has guys that are missing on the offensive line. Patrick Mahomes won an AFC championship with an offensive line that wasn't great. Okay? It can be done. And Carson Wentz has got to figure out how to do it. Speaking of Wentz, um, you know, he's still saying all the right things. Uh, we talked to him after the game, and, you know, um, he still says there's uh, there's a, a lot to be positive of. Don't know if I believe him, but that's what he's saying. So let's go. Time to head into the locker room. First question was a pretty easy one to ask Carson. What happened out there? How did it all go so bad so fast? Yeah, I think um, hard to say this quickly after the game, but... Um, you know, we had a plan coming into this game, and I, th I thought it was a good plan, and I thought we executed um, some decent things early, uh, running the ball, and I thought we kind of made a commitment to that. Um, but we kind of shot ourselves in the foot. You know, a couple penalties, the, the dumb intentional grounding that I had, just a couple things that kept shooting us in the foot. And if you're going to play and, and run the ball and try and be effective against a really good defense, you can't do that. You can't get away with uh, shooting yourselves in the foot like that, and uh, it definitely cost us today. I think, I mean, it's, it's definitely um, – you know, I thought we came out here and did a good job kind of establishing the line of scrimmage in that for, in that um, regard and, and did some good things there. And, you know, you'd like it to translate into, you know, better job by me, completing passes and getting the ball out and doing different things. And um, between the mistakes, obviously lack of execution on my part, different things like that, penalties, um, you know, we just didn't, didn't make enough plays today. Still in all, Wentz says this can still be a good season. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I mean, I go in this locker room after the game, and guys are frustrated. Guys are uh, obviously not happy about it, but I can just see it in their eyes that they're still there's because we're frustrated. Because you know they're hungry, they want to learn, they want to get better, we want to grow, we want to win. Uh, it's a bad feeling in our mouth coming in after two straight games, um, two straight divisional games, three straight um, with with a couple losses that were really right in right in the fight in all of these games. And um, you know, guys are hungry, guys want to get better, and, and I'm I'm excited to see how we how we respond, how we bounce back this week uh, after a couple tough ones. I think everybody's ready to see that. You know, I'd like to be able to tell you that if you look at past history, last year, for instance, uh, Carson Wentz had some clunkers at the beginning of the year and then went on a run with the Colts. I'd like to tell you that Ron Rivera has, there's empirical evidence that shows that his team starts slow and finish strong. I'd like to tell you that the turnaround is right around the corner, but I just can't. I really wished I could. But at this point, they got to prove it to me. I am not betting the cum anymore with this team. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Ron Rivera first 
after the game on Sunday and then Monday afternoon with the, with the beat reporters, uh, you can tell Ron's frustrated because he started letting the F-bombs fly. It's next on the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey fans, it is finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. So when the Caps open up against the Bruins next week, uh, or you want to put some kind of a parlay on both the Caps and maybe does Ovi score the first goal of the year or something like that, you can do it. And if that's not enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger bets with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team's going to win, how many goals are going to be scored for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit, withdraw your cash, whatever you want. All you got to do is download DraftKings Sportsbook app, the app now, Use the promo code THPN, bet $5 on an ANHL team to win their game, and you get $200 in free bets if they do. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire, 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, visit opgr.org in Oregon, call or text TN Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or 1-888-532-3500 Virginia. 21 and over, 18 and over, New Hampshire and Wyoming, physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, select parishes, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. New customer offer void in New Hampshire, Oregon, and Ontario, Canada. New customers only. Valid one per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit. Minimum $5 wager. Bet must win. $200 issued as eight. $25 $25 free bets. Free bets are non-casual and cannot be withdrawn. Free bets must be wagered one time and stake is not included in any returns or winnings. Free bets expire in seven days after being awarded. Promotional offer ends one fifteen twenty three. See terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. That reminds me, we are going to have to have Samantha Pell from the Washington Post on pretty soon. About time for a, another edition of For Whom the Pell Tolls. First, though, we got to go back to the locker room and hear from Ron Rivera. Man, after the game, I got to tell you, I don't know which game he was watching. Just listen to this. Well, again, I think one of the things that, you know, we worked on this week was obviously trying to protect the quarterback and give him an opportunity to get the ball out. And, uh, you know, for the most part, there were some things that were working pretty well, and we just got to sustain it at that point. Um, you know, we, we get opportunities to, to, to score. We've got to score. And when we get down there, we got to score touchdowns. You know, kicking field goals, and, and, and especially in the second half, it was not good enough. 
Can you differentiate what's on the quarterback to improve and what's on the line to improve? Yeah, we can. I mean, we're going to take a look at it and we're going to get those things straight. I mean, right now, we're going to have to see what, what gives. I mean, don't want to jump to conclusions because as plays go on, certain things happen. You'll see certain plays that get open if the quarterback has time. And then you'll see sometimes decision making. Okay, we're all, uh, it's all part of it. But those are all the things that we you know we got to get right. Well, okay. Uh, first of all, uh, he did say today that Sadiq Charles is now the starting right guard, uh, that Trey Turner is out of the lineup. So I guess that's good. But as far as the things they did good, I mean, I guess he was talking about the running game. But, of course, they got away from that when they fell behind by five points. Why, I, I have absolutely no idea. Oh, and uh, here we go. Here is uh, more positivity from Ron. You know, I think um, there were some really positive things that can be taken from what happened out there. You know, we, 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 we did some positive things running the football with some positive shutting down the run. But we got to sustain it, though. You know what I'm saying? When, when you're running the ball successfully, you can't take minus plays, especially at the start of the second half. We came out, set a tone, did some things really good in the first half in terms as far as running it. Told the guys that you have this kind of identity you can have, but you come out in the second half, you got to run it again, and we got to run it again, and we just got to get downhill and find out exactly just how tough everybody is. Um, you know, I, I don't think this is the time for accentuating the positive. Again, this isn't a college team that lost 12 ball games last year. These guys are professionals. They got to know that it just it just wasn't good enough, and it's not going to be acceptable. I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I'm as optimistic as, as anybody when it comes to this team, but it's just bad right now. It's just really, really horrible, and it's got to get better. It, it's They got three days to get this thing figured out because another loss they're one in four and then you go to Chicago I mean it, it it's possible they wind up they end up one in five going into their their mini buy after Thursday night and right now I look at the schedule I, I have absolutely no idea what teams they can be in the NFL right now my old high school coach used to say I don't think they can beat St. Mary's school for the blind um now on Monday, I guess after, you know, quote unquote, watching the film, Ron was a little more animated. Uh, Darren Haynes of uh, WUSA in Washington asked him if he gets that folks, uh, that fans, folks on social media are frustrated by yet another bad start to the season. And this was Ron's reply. A lot of things that I do is not dictated to me by what's out there on social media. Um, I'd like to believe I'm responsible and I understand enough to know, though, that the fans are going to be frustrated. I don't doubt that. I really don't. I understand the history of, of what's gone on here for a while, and we're trying to change that. But it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to be easy. If anybody thought it's going to be easy, they're crazy. You know, I, I honestly tried to get that across last season, um, but Let's just be realistic about it. I get it. I understand it. And we're going to keep playing hard. That's the only thing we can do, Darren, until we get to the situation and to the point where we really believe that this is where, where, where what we need. Everybody's in place. Everybody's healthy. Everything's rolling. You, you just, it's, it's not going to change. We're going to continue to work hard and continue to try and mature and grow as a football team. This is going to take time. It's a process. Now, how much time do we have? That's up to you guys. Whatever, whatever, however, or whenever it's looked at, um, you know, if we can paint a picture of hope, we can paint a picture of growth and development, paint a picture of of of, of 
doing things the right way, we got a chance. And that's what I'm going to preach with our players. You know, we're going to focus in on what we try to do and what we got to do. Like I said, I understand. I respect their, their frustrations as fans. I, I get it. You know, I, I shoot. I was in Carolina when, when, you know, when we showed up there and they were two and 14 and I heard the frustration, we worked our butts off to try and get it to where it was. You know, I got here. I understand everybody's frustration, especially how proud this organization is. Shit. This organization's got five championships. Are you fucking kidding me? I get it. I understand how important it is to win. Okay. But I got to be realistic with what we have and what we're going to do. Now, some of it we can improve on as coaches and get better at, and we have to. Um, there is a sense of urgency that these things have to happen, but they're not going to happen until everything's in place and it's ready to happen. So we got to continue to work and make sure this happening. As far as the players have are concerned, they've got to continue to grow. They got to mature. They got to understand what their responsibility in this as well. So yeah, we get it and understand it. Um, you know, whether it's, it's the average fan on the street or it's the average fan that's on Twitter, I guess, or social media that wants to gripe, that's great. They're entitled to, but just understand, we understand it. We get it. When you're in this league long enough and been doing it for as long as, as some of us have, you know, you know, that with the downs, things get tough with the ups, things get happy and everybody's, you know, enjoying life. So we just have to understand what's at stake, continue to work hard and, keep pushing in the same direction. And when it's ready to turn and flip it, it will. And we've got to do everything we can in the meantime to try and expedite that. Hmm. One of the things about Rivera, when he's fired up about something, he will go on for quite some time. That's one of his tells. That was a two and a half minute answer. So I think it's safe to say he is feeling some heat from somebody somewhere. All right, we got to get out of here. Uh, Sam Fortier from the Washington Post is going to join us a little bit later in the week. Let you know how and what he thinks this team is going to do to pick itself up off the deck. That's later in the week. Enjoy the start of your week. We'll move past this one. We always do. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you aren't on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white. Until you